Good evening, Rabbi Sai. It's uh, nine o'clock. We'll continue along here, Bezer Hashem, Perik Dalid. We are in the midst of the first area of the appropriate Bitochan HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that is Lateles HaGuf. And in passing, the Chavos uh, morphed into a little bit of a different discussion, and that is that even though we know everything is predetermined, predestined, what a person is going to get, everything that he needs in life, at the same time, we cannot shirk our responsibilities, our obligation, our chiv, our mitzvah, to put in an effort to get parnosa. And he gave this whole long-winded comparison. And that is, it's just like a person has to protect himself. And he can't put himself in harm's way. can't put himself in a sakona. Because one of two things could be the outcome of one who put him, puts himself in sakona. One of two things will happen. Either, either he will die, and he will be considered guilty for killing himself. And as the others explained very clearly, if Ruvain takes his own life, it's as if he took Shimon's life. Meaning to say that there's really no difference whether Ruvain kills Shimon or Ruvain kills himself. As a matter of fact, it's even worse because the closer that a person is to the victim that he's killing, the worse it is, the more axarious, the more cruel it is. But that's the Yesaidah Chavasavavis puts forth that he'll be considered guilty of killing himself. And as a just to mention here, it's interesting, Rabbi Khanan in his safe in the Kavitz Mamorim actually quotes this piece in the Chavis Avavis to ask Akash on Taisvis. Taisvis in Ksubis, and that Lamid, when the Gemara says, Akol bidei shamayim chutz mitzinim pachim, that everything is taken care of and decreed and decided from shamayim, chutz mitzinim upachim. Sounds like a person getting a cold, a person getting too hot. So Taisvah says, it seems other things also. Like the Gemara says, like we're going to see in a moment, the Chavazamavis quotes the Gemara in Shabbos, Al Yamad Odom Amokim Sakona. So you see, it is possible for a person to put himself in Sakona and something could happen to him. Alma Yocholodim Lishmaratzmin So you see, a person can have the ability to either protect himself or not protect himself. So Taisu says an interesting insight. And this is what he said. This is Lashem. From doing something that will be considered careless and negligent, he certainly could watch himself. Certainly it's within the power of a person to kill himself. But to catch a cold or not, that he says that is the person can protect himself. So that itself, Rabbi Khanan questions at the end of this piece, but the, this idea that uh, Taisvah says, that it's within the power of a person to kill himself, Rabbi Khanan takes a very strong issue with that. And he says, we already find in the Ramban, in Parshas Lech Lecha, Avraham Avinu was told, Ki geri beres lelem, the whole Brisbane Absarim, Kashborg, who told Avram Avinu everything that's going to transpire to his children. And they're going to be in Mitzrayim, 
They're going to be in a foreign land. They're going to be slaves. They're going to be subject, subjugated. They're going to be oppressed. But the nation that oppresses them, I will punish them. So the Ramban says, famous question the Ramban asks him there, how could the Mitzrayim be punished if it was already predetermined? It was already decided that Kali Yisrael will be sent to Mitzrayim, will be oppressed by them. How could they be punished? This was decided in Hashemayim. So the Ramban answers. He brings the terrorists from the Rambam. The Ramban himself answers that it doesn't matter if something's predetermined. The person who carries it out is still guilty for carrying it out because he had the Bechira to do it or not. And the example that the Ramban says is and you should know someone who has been signed and sealed on Rosh Hashanah, that he will be killed in this coming year. Those thieves who kill him, the murderers who kill him, will not go free by Israel. And as let's say these murderers, when they come to, to the din, and Hashem says, you're guilty for killing this and this person. So they get very from and they say, one second, it was already determined in Rosh Hashanah that that person should die, wasn't it? And Hashem's going to say, yes, it was determined. So the thieves are going to say, so, so why, do you, why are we guilty for killing him? He was supposed to be killed anyway. Says the Ramban, that's no argument at all. Because who, Rosh Hashanah, and as both are true, this person is destined to be killed, but it could happen many different ways. But the person who used his own Bechir, his own free choice, to kill the person is indeed guilty. And the same applies by Mitzrayim, says the Ramban. It's true that Claudius was, was to be subjugated, was to be oppressed in the land, but the Mitzrayim didn't have to be the ones to do it. It could have been some other nation. They had the free choice to do it, and therefore they're guilty. So Rabbi Chonin says that it would make sense. It would make sense to be like that. Like the Mishnah in Mesechtas says, Al that a person is alive even against his will. Because if Hashem says, I want him to be alive, then he has to stay alive. And the, that, that's a cash on this tesis. person can't take his own life. So what's the pshat? Says Rabbi He cannot take his own life unless it is so decreed. And he quotes the Chavos above us. A person can't put himself in Sakana and say, well, Hashem is going to decide. He says, it's not true. The way Rabbi Chana learns that even if indeed it has been determined on Rosh Hashanah that this person will be killed this year, but if he takes his own life, he's considered guilty. No different than if he takes somebody else's life. So, we had, we had explained it last time that at the moment where he jumps off the bridge and decides to kill himself, there's right now a new din, a new xayra. Will he be saved or not? But that could be also based, Rabbi Khan is saying, on what had it been prescribed and written and sealed on Rosh Hashanah, whether this person will be killed. But still and all, even had it been decided, this person has no right to take his own life. And if he does, he's considered guilty. So, going with the the fact that it cannot happen 
certainly no one else could harm a person if it's not the side of Shemayim. But even the person himself can't harm himself unless it's the side of Shemayim. But even if it is the side of Shemayim, still a person must take care and protect himself and guard himself. So, getting back to this whole long-winded and example, the Chavos cites a case in history, a case brought in the Navi in Shmuel, Sefer Shmuel, where we see this very point, that a person is not allowed to put himself in a Mokim Sakonim. Says the Chavos HaVavis V'chei We find Shmuel HaNavi. When he was told by Kodesh Baruch Hu, go take a jug of oil and anoint David HaMelech as the new king. And show I'm finished with. So Shmuel asks HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Eich Eilech, how can I go? V'shom Ashol, and Shol will hear, V'horagani, and perhaps he will kill me. So the Chavos HaVavos learns, this was not considered a lack of bitachin. It wasn't lacking trust in Hashem. Other Rishenim do. The Rambam learns in Shemayin Prokim that Shmuel should not have questioned it. But the Chavis Avavis learns we don't find anywhere that Shmuel was guilty of a lack of bitachin. And it was appropriate to ask this question. And the proof of that is, look what Hashem said back to him. Hashem responded, So you see by Hashem's answer, that indeed his question and his cautiousness was indeed praiseworthy, and it was warranted. Hashem told him, As if to say, Shmuel, you're right. You're absolutely right. This is how you should do it. Take a calf together with you. Vamarta and go a little bit discreetly. And say Lizboyaklashemboss. He say you've come here just to bring a carbon and then once you're there that you brought a carbon, then you go and go off to the side and anoint David. Usharin you the whole idea of it is. So you see by Akash Baruch's answer, he didn't say to Shmuel, What are you asking a question? Do you not trust in me? And if this was a lack of bitachin on the part of Shmuel, you know what Hashem would have responded? Shmuel, you're questioning my telling you to go anoint David, and you're worried about Shoal, who is the arch enemy of David. You're worried about Shoal, who right now is the sitting king, how he's going to react, and maybe he's going to harm you, maybe he's going to kill you. You know what Hashem should have responded? I'm the one who kills and gives life. I'm the one who gives illness and makes people better again. Oh yeah, something similar to that. Because we see a whole different dialogue when it comes to Moshe Rabbeinu questioning, how could I go to Paray? Paray will not listen to me. And... When he said, at the time when he said, when Moshe Rabbeinu argued with Hashem, he debated and said, Hashem, how can I go to Pare and tell him to send out the Yidin from Mitzrayim? I don't speak well. There's certain, certain letters I can't pronounce properly. Pare is certainly not going to listen to someone who's not eloquent, someone who speaks like me. And what did Hashem say to Moshe Rabbeinu? 
He didn't say, oh, you're right, so do it like this. That's not what he said. He criticized Moshe Rabbeinu. He said, me some pella adam. Who gives the ability to a person to speak? Oy, me yosum eilem. Or who makes a person mute? Oy, cheireshe, pikyach, oiver. Who's the one who gives any ability to hear or to talk or to walk or to see? Halalelekimu. Hashem says, I'm the one who does it anyway. So what are you worried about? I told you go to Pari, go to Pari. So uh, says the Chavis of Ovis, one second. Why does Moshe Rabbeinu get read the riot act? And he's criticized by Hashem and says, Hashem says, I'm the one who makes people speak. I'm the one who makes people hear. I told you go to Pari, go to Pari. Yet when Shmuel questions his mission of going to anoint David, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you're right. So instead... Have an alibi. Take a, a calf and go as if you're bringing a carbon and then you'll you'll anoint David. What's the difference between Moshe and Shmuel? That's the Kasha. Says the Chavis of Avis. The Im Shmuel. Let's finish the piece and we'll explain the difference. The Im Shmuel. And if Shmuel Im Toim Tzidkasei with all of his great Tzidkis, his righteousness... You see, he did not attempt to engage in any sort of danger. Even though he was going on the mission of Hashem, Hashem says, I want you to go, as he says, and fill up your, your horn with oil. And go to Beislechem to Yishai and anoint one of his sons. Yet, he was cautious about it. So certainly if someone would put himself in Sakana without having a Tzivah of Hashem, all the more so that that would be considered absolutely wrong. And if someone takes his own life, he's considered as if he rebelled against the king. So what's the difference by Shmuel and Moshe Rabbeinu? So this is somebody... Uh, Mepharshim would say, this is the way the Mashkiach explained it, but there are several who learn it this way. Moshe Rabbeinu, when he was told to go to Parah, he questioned Hashem. And he says, Eich eilech el Parah, how can I go to Parah? Ve'ech yishma'eni Parah, how is Parah going to listen? Aman aral svosayim, am kvad peh, kvad loshen anoichi. Moshe Rabbeinu says, it's impossible for me to do it. So Hashem says, you're questioning whether it's impossible or not. I'm the one who makes things possible. And therefore he criticized my Shabbatu. In the case of Shmuel, we have to understand the way the Chavazavav is saying it, it's a different sort of question. When Shmuel asked Hashem, you're telling me to go anoint David. Now, I know that if Shoal gets wind of what I'm about to do, and he finds out that I'm around to anoint to David, he may get very upset. So, HaKadosh Baruch I have to know, Eich Eilech, how exactly should I go? What should be the procedure? Should I go out in the open? Should I go with sirens and lights uh, go blaring, and I'm coming to town, make an announcement, I'm coming to anoint one of the children of, the, of Yishai, and Vishoma Shaul, and Shaul could hear about it, and he might kill me? Should I do that and trust in you, Hashem? Or should I perhaps do it a little bit discreetly and that Shaul should not find out about it? 
That's really how he was asking. Not, hey, Chelech, how could I go? <laughs> He's going to kill me. It's a whole different question. And there was the, 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 the Alto Nevardic, he explained it, the son of Mepharshim on the Chavis That is the way, really, the Chavis is explaining Shmuel's questioning HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Eich Eilech, in other words, how exactly should I go HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Should I go openly or should I go quietly? Eich Eilech, and then Hashem says, ah, you're asking a good question, you're right, it could be Sakona, and for that, you should not put yourself in Sakona. You shouldn't. If you could do it in a way of not Sakona, then don't put yourself in Sakona. And that's why he told him, take an egg last bunker, take a calf, make believe you bring in a carbon. That's the right way to do it. And therefore, the Chavis of Ovis is deriving from this story of Shmuel, that since Shmuel will be putting himself in Sakona, and therefore he asked Hashem, should I put myself in Sakona? And Hashem responded, you're right, you shouldn't. So, well, the more so, if someone doesn't have a mitzvah from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to go into a Sakana. Of course, it's not appropriate, and of course, it's also to do, it's a Maguna, it's considered something that's disgraceful and shameful for a person to put himself in Sakana. This is all one possibility when a person puts himself in Sakana of what could happen to him, the outcome could be, indeed, fatal, catastrophic, and he would be considered guilty for putting himself in Sakana. Or the outcome could be different, and that we'll see Mr. Shem tomorrow night.